I can see, you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff Coat and Beaver. <laughs> 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 Buff Coat and Beaver, Adam Kurtz, Clay Cunningham. I don't know what episode number this is, but we're ready to rock. You said we're locked and loaded off air, Clay. We're on air and we're even more locked and even more loaded than before. You're, you're really coming with the attitude. I like it, Adam. It's, uh, you got your new fancy podcast uh, setup. You, you've brought your A-game already, my man. You know, uh, I, I have... And I wanted to say this uh, so I could own it. I borrowed this stuff from my dad. Oh. So, thanks to my dad for the stuff. <laughs> a, uh, is there maybe just an assumption that uh, people who have a Beavis and Butthead podcast in their 30s are dependent on their parents? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, for the record, I haven't lived with my parents since I was 27. So <laughs> I'm a little past such things. Well, speaking of... I don't I don't know if Beavis and Butthead's parents ever made a uh, an appearance, but they don't in these two episodes. Clay, what have we got on the docket for this week? We've got um, our little uh, connecting theme this week is, I think, kind of an interesting one. Uh, it is uh, Beavis and Butthead try to kill an animal that has infiltrated their house. Uh, the two episodes in question are Die, Fly, Die, and the rat. And a couple weeks ago, Adam, we discussed, I mentioned in our discussion of werewolves of Highland that I was kind of disappointed with the werewolf transformation scene because the, the show usually does violence in a very funny way. And I didn't think that was a case. These are two instances of very, I think, very well done, very funny animated violence. Yes, there is a lot of violence in both of these. And, um, you know, I, I like that you declaring you thought this was interesting. These episodes are interesting and this theme was interesting because leading an episode with, you know what? I thought these two were pretty boring. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, we, we might at some point, but not this week. So, you know what? Let's just stop talking about how interesting it is and let our listeners figure it out. Jumping in, first episode, Die, Fly, Die, aired on August 22nd. 1997, the 13th episode of season seven, written by Christopher Brown, Greg Grabianski, and Mike Judge, directed by Judge and Yvette Kaplan. The synopsis, Beavis and Butthead, to, Beavis and Butthead attempt to kill a fly that has invaded their living room. Adam, share with the folks at home your thoughts on Die, Fly, Die. You know, Die and Fly, Die, as you uh, mentioned earlier, I think it... Uh, the big thing is the physical humor of this episode. Um, I, I, I know I've mentioned before in the, you know, the, the Three Stooges like quality of the characters where it's kind of timeless and physical humor, the slapstick kind of humor is timeless. And uh, it's, it's absolute destruction as they grab a shovel and a hammer and attempt to kill this fly um, and end up hitting each other uh, a couple of times which I think my uh, favorite, this is, uh, so when Beavis and Butthead, they're, they're trying to kill this fly and Beavis legitimately is trying to hit the fly and ends up uh, hitting Butthead, I believe with a hammer. 
Oh, that was a shovel. A shovel. Okay. Well, Butthead retaliates in a, but in a in a way that it's not direct, which I find interesting for Butthead because most of the time Butthead is just uh, gung ho about slapping Beavis around, but he just uh, he flat nails Beavis and then says, "Sorry, I missed." So um, interesting there that he just kind of passively. Passive aggressive, but with hitting <laughs> with a baseball bat, Beavis. I almost had kind of a, I don't know if this is a different interpretation of that or not. I, there's almost something frightening about the way Butthead reacts. Cause what happens is, um, well, I will say, um, kind of backtracking a bit to the hammer. When I first got into this show, one of the first things that really stuck in my mind was the shot of Butthead chasing down that fly with a hammer, which is just about the least efficient instrument you can use to kill a fly other than, well, maybe a chainsaw, which is something that also makes an appearance here. But just him smashing his toilet with a hammer trying to kill a fly, unfazed as this water is just flowing into his face. Something about that shot just really stuck with me. This was the way he was running at it was just uh, just really memorable and really funny to me. But the scene you're referring to, because this yeah, it's after Beavis, who's just swinging wildly with the hammer, hits Butthead. I like that he not only hits him, but just for maximum damage when he puts him down, he throws it to the ground and also hits Butthead in the head with it. Like Butthead almost sits up. It's, the way he sits up is almost Michael Myers-esque. It's just like this silent like psychopathic look like he is it's just expressionless and he just walks to the closet and gets a baseball bat which i think yeah he could say like he was aiming for the fly but just clocks beavis with it it was um uh frightening in a way almost and just uh <laughs> i just loved it the just this the expressionless look on his face as he was clearly exacting revenge so um after the, the physical violence, they, uh, they, they switch to insecticides, if you will. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I just like how something that is annoying them to where they destroy the house, there's a line of just, flies are pretty cool sometimes <laughs> because they're attracted to garbage and crap. So yeah. Butthead, of course, gets the garbage and then Peavis <laughs> literally craps which butthead is initially like what are you doing and then he's like you said crap and uh, then it's okay oh yeah i did say that um so then uh, once they uh the fly lands in the trash can they uh, have insecticide which of course they fume fumigate the whole house right directly in beavis's face and then they, they end up passing out and uh waking up and really disoriented thinking they had a party but I just, I loved that line. Flies are pretty cool sometimes. Yeah, um, I do. I did like, there were, now I did think, the, to me, this episode kind of stalled a bit in the end. I did like, yeah, yeah that re response. And I did like the notion, like, as Beavis was grasping for air to, like, open the window, Butthead says, no, don't do that. You'll let the fly out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it's like, so dependent on them uh, killing it. I was like, I can see how the, uh, yeah, Beavis pooping 
uh, in the garbage and crap line would be funny on paper. I, it didn't really work for me. I was just like, eh, it's, I enjoyed, this is real. this, this, uh, us talking about this stuff. It makes me say things that I, <laughs> in context still makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I enjoyed the visual more of like, initially you're like, what is Beavis doing? And they're like, Oh my God, he's taking a crap. Yeah. Well, for the record, they don't actually show him. No, they don't. Taking a dump. It's from the waist but, uh, up, but he's in the squatting like position. So yeah, I, I'm all for the the fecal humor on the show, really. But that one just kind of like, yeah, it's like like, and I don't want to be like, oh, it really offended my sensibilities. I mean, but it's just yeah, I don't know. But I think there's really kind of the most interesting take with just watching their reaction because we didn't even get really into Beavis taking a chainsaw, which. I think it was a bush hog. I think it was a tree trim. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, if memory serves, it might have been the same. Uh, well, obviously, they stole it from Anderson. But I think it was the same thing they used to slice up the yes. cement bag in yes. uh, pool toys. But just watching this, like, you, it's like they're basically wild animals in human skin. Because <laughs> like, it can't, like, the more, like, disoriented and kind of dumb a fly is the harder it is to kill but um <laughs> it's just literally destroying their own house um with really no 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 understanding of the consequences but um music videos in this one clay there was a shortage just the one um yeah the only video which i think this kind of became a staple of season seven just doing one video, but the one in question was uh, Pass the Mic by Beastie Boys. And uh, your thoughts? I'm not a fan of this Beastie Boys video. I think it's very, you know, I don't mind the Beastie Boys. I know they're uh, very highly regarded and I enjoy some of their music, but um, I do enjoy anytime Beavis and Butthead start off enjoying one, which is a hell yeah. Um, uh, but then uh, again, the knowledge that Beavis and Butthead bestowed upon me that one of the Beastie Boys here, and I can't remember which one, I, I had it written down, but uh, Father was actually a playwright, Israel Horowitz, and um, let's see, uh, there was Mike D. Diamond, Adam Yonch, and Adam Ad-Rock Horowitz, and uh, he uh, just passed away recently. Uh, his dad there but I, I dug down into it and uh arthur arthur was starring al pacino was a movie that he was involved in and then a movie called sunshine i've never seen anything well i know you're much well, more well traveled and well versed in cinema than me but uh then of course any like white male in cinemas uh has some sort of baggage and of course there was some sexual misconduct allegations oh wow and uh yeah but uh, back to Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> they, they were confused about how movies were written, uh, but then it evolved into uh, writing sex scenes, which, uh, you know, maybe we'll insert a clip here. Uh, uh, I thought that was hilarious, um, but uh, I'm not a fan of the video. <laughs> the Beastie Boys outfits in general, I think, date it. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's like shades and a puffy coat, um, but no... Uh, commentary uh pretty interesting and i learned something so well, that's, yeah that's that's uh, the show we we've always said it's deeper than you think um yeah there's some good stuff like yeah beavis not really understanding the process of movie making but like you kind of hit on this is kind of a side note 
I guess I'm glad you kind of softened the blow because I feel like I'm about to make a sacrilegious statement. I don't care for the Beastie Boys. Like, I've never owned a single one of their albums. Yeah, I feel like I've heard a dozen songs of theirs that sound exactly like this. I just, they don't do it for me at all. Um, I had the album uh, with Intergalactic on it. Was Was that Hello Nasty? I don't remember. I think it was. Uh, Paul's Boutique is the only one of their album names that I know off the top of my head, and I don't think that was it. Uh, but uh, Intergalactic was a, a fun a fun song. Yeah, they put out a lot of music, uh, and I think overall they had a uh, pretty positive message towards the end of their career, especially like at concerts and things like that, and but uh, pretty well regarded. But I'm with you. It's uh, not, not, uh, not for me, but to each their own. There you go. Okay, so that res- does that wrap up "Die Fly Die" for you, Clay? I don't want to. If you've got anything else to add, I don't. I, no, I, I I think that that's about all. Uh, it's a, a, a solid episode. I think Peter's out a bit, but yeah, cert- definitely some memorable stuff. And Butthead being unfazed as toilet water shoots into his face is uh, par for the course with the character. But yeah, definitely something that always stuck out with me was was, uh, was that sequence. And flies are pretty cool sometimes. Can't think of one myself, but sure. I I, I would disagree with that statement, but <laughs> all right, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with rats. Rats or rats? Rats. The rat. The rat. Sorry. Your poor research abilities shine through again. I didn't get my sheet turned over. I'm back after this. Buff coat and beaver. Buff coat and beaver here back for episode two of i almost thought the theme was almost pets that the <laughs> beavis and butthead had um but uh, this episode of the rat we're back at it clay i'll get right into it uh this episode was in season eight episode six directed by mike judge written by christopher brown and yaniv fatucci and Beavis and Butthead's house has a rat, and they'll stop at nothing until Burger World has one, too. When an oil spill draws hot hippies on the shoreline. Oh, I think I'm reading the spill. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's the second one. <laughs> they didn't separate it. it goes, well, I mean, they, at least they could have put it. All right. So Beavis and Butthead's house has a rat, and they'll stop at nothing until Burger World has one, too. I think that mis- synopsis is a little misleading, but I'll let you uh, dive deeper into this one. Okay. Yeah, this, I'd say, you know, obviously we try to have, you know, episodes that connect. I say this one may be more so than most because this, this is a very similar premise to where you just basically replace a fly with a rat and you have kind of the same thing, but you know, flies and rats are obviously different type of animals. So, um, you, you get that aspect. And this one also kind of like, well, the last one was con- completely contained to the house. This one also has some uh, different locations. Uh, one that definitely stood out was um, after they find out they have a rat, um, which I going back to, you know, tur- uh, turd analysis. I, I like that they, they wake up and determine something's cool because there are lumps of shit all over the place, which, Beavis fecophiliac that he is instantly determines that they are rat turds. So I don't think he has any official schooling, but um, he's proven himself adept at knowing that kind of stuff. But um, 
where we get to the hardware store and we have an encounter with a uh, very creepy employee who I don't, I didn't see it on I am on his IMDb page, but I believe this, this was voiced by David Keckner. No, who better yet better known to a lot of people as Todd Packer in the office. It oh, sounded okay. just like him, but um, we get just kind of a weird, like almost semi erotic discussion of rat traps and as, Beavis, and as Beavis and Butthead walk away, you just hear him mutter, you boys should come by and see me sometime. And I just, I want to get your analysis, Adam, pedophile or just weirdo? What do you think we're supposed to think here? I, I think he's a creep. I don't think he's a, a pedophile. I do think he's a creep. Uh, a tip of the cap, to, uh, my judge and team, uh, they, uh, <laughs> They're really good at creepy characters. The farmer, I think we, we mentioned in the last episode, this guy's right into it. I enjoyed, you know, at first he comes in and he's a, the kind of chuckling salesman who tries to interject himself into what maybe you're talking with someone else about. And you're like, oh, here he goes. But then it does take that dark turn and you're like, oh, just please stop. It's um, So I will just say, yeah, very weird, creepy and again this show can get dark and if i think if you go deep enough like even just thinking more about that character takes me to places i really don't want to go you know it's like i i'm gonna decide that i don't necessarily think he's a pedophile i think he's just kind of a creepy lonely guy who maybe sensed a connection uh with these two degenerates who, uh, who clearly didn't want i mean Unless, unless they actually see you beating the crap out of someone, Beavis and Butthead aren't going to think you're cool, period. But um, <laughs> even if he's not a pedophile, I don't think I'd send him to his house. That's, uh, that's my analysis. But, um, <laughs> yes. but they, get, uh, they do get uh, uh, the rat trap. And um, while I do like you know, that this one kind of spreads its wings and goes different places, like Die, Fly, Die, it has a lot of its best stuff in the house. And this montage of them trying to set up a rat trap, not only do I think it's the highlight of season eight, I think, you know, this show has a lot of like these really just brutally painful, violent sequences. And this is right up there as far as like, like pain being distributed to these characters. This is like right up there um, as they're trying to set up. I, I've never actually set up a rat trap. I mean, I've done my, the, I've never done the heavy one, but you know, we get uh, just some great animation first. Like they try to put a fork into it and it shoots out and hits Beavis in the shoulder. And then, Oh man, what a great shot of like, you know, they're, I mean, this leads to a lot of fights with Beavis and Butthead. Uh, and it once when, Butthead pushes Beavis off. He retaliates by taking the rat trap and clamping the whole thing on his ass. <laughs> what a shot. First of all, like, how elastic is Beavis's butt? Because the whole thing fits in that trap. That's just, oh, that a great shot. And, you know, we also get some, I mean, Beavis gets it stuck on his ear at one point, And then also Butthead gets it stuck on his foot. And... Through his pain, the only reaction he can think of is to punch Beavis in the face. And like by the time they finally get it set up, they're just covered in bruises. I mean, it looks like an encounter with Todd. It's just um, really just that's a great sequence. It really is. I mean, even the mousetraps, though, those things can have a like hairpin trigger. 
So I, I want no part of setting those things up in that's, real life. The glue traps for mice, I think that was a great invention. Uh, I mean, they're not, you know, I mean, as far as like, you know, avoiding <laughs> violence and whatnot, but um, we get yeah. to but kind of building on that. Um, eventually Beavis bonds with the rat because he saves its life because the, the trap gets caught on its head and you see it like trying to fight for his life. Have you ever seen anything like that in person? Um, I think we caught a mouse one time and it was still like you could hear it squeaking and I think it was a kid. So it was just, yeah, I haven't, I didn't see it, but I heard it. So I could, I, you could, I hadn't seen, I don't think I'd seen this episode before doing, doing this, uh, I take that back. I think this is the second time I've seen this episode, but I forgot about that. And uh, yeah, that, that brings back the awful memories and the glue traps. That's, you know, you can hear when a mouse gets caught on that too. That's, ugh. Yeah. I, I remember when I was in high school, I did, it was almost exactly like this. Um, I just kind of was walking into the kitchen and you could see this mouse just like, dang, like shaking its head, squealing like with a trap around it. It's like, I kind of wanted to maybe like stomp on it to put it out of its misery, yeah. but I didn't have shoes on. So I was like, <laughs> oh, oh no. And I mean, it was creepy as hell. And like this sequence is creepy as hell too, because at one point Butthead ends up throwing it and it sticks to Beavis's chest, which is just an eerie, gross thing to happen. But um, yeah, it, and, but yeah, it ends up bonding with Beavis um, to the point where they keep it as a pet. And even like, it's a weird, I mean, we see two weird sides of Beavis. First, a guy who can analyze fecal matter and determine what species of animal it came <laughs> from. And also kind of like a nurturing pet owner because there's like a sequence where he feeds it nachos and he's just like, oh, which I mean, it's like, it's like he's talking, it's like somebody with a cat or a dog. You're a dog owner. I know I've heard you make many sort of like. Yes. Oh, my dog's taking a nap kind of thing. That's a that's what I took away from this episode the most the most is how Beavis had a uh compassionate side and a uh caring side for this rat where they, he would they took him to Burger World of course and they oh that's a good boy. <laughs> you know yeah. when he was on the fries. And... Just walking all over the food. <laughs> yes. But you could tell Beavis actually cared for the rat um which you know yeah, if you have other episodes where uh, frog baseball and stuff, they don't have a lot of regard for animals at times. So it was interesting to see that how the the bond between the rat and Beavis. I actually noted that as well. If yeah, and if it wasn't, I know this is if this were weren't a show that basically reset for uh, every episode. You think Beavis would have not only kept well? Well, we should say it ends with the rat giving birth to a bunch of babies in Burger World. Do you think they would have kept those if this was like a canon show, <laughs> or a serialized canon show that you continue? They have such a short attention span, I'm not sure. Beavis's affection for the mother rat, maybe, but I doubt it. Yeah, I think yeah, it would well, have been a... I mean, we'll, ne we'll never know, so, uh, but, uh, yeah. I, uh, if I may interject here, Clay, I, one thing I really enjoyed, though, when when the lady came into order and then of course the rats on her food and she's saying this is a health violation. Um, their disdain for burger world yet they stay employed. And the manager is such a good character too. Like just sure. the, how he's drawn, but I just love it. The food here sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, and, and 
<laughs> if there's one thing Beavis and Butthead have developed, you know, eating Maxi Mart nachos three <laughs> meals a day for their entire life, it's a sophisticated culinary palate. Yes, yes. But, uh, uh, again, yeah, another parallel. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Teaser, though, uh, in a couple weeks, we we're going to have like a Burger World Spotlight episode, which... Stay just, tuned. Uh, yes, absolutely stay tuned. Okay, I, I think we, uh, we've summed up that episode, Clay, but there was some music with this one as well. And of course, you gave me a nice link where I don't even have to read my own handwriting. I still wrote them down and can barely read. But okay. um, O-Land by White Lights or vice versa. Was that White Lights by O-Land, I think? I believe it's White Nights. White Nights, thank you. Yes. Um, and then was it Battles featuring my guy, Gary Newman. I love Gary Newman. You know, we I, had Skrillex I, you know, was it last week. And now... Yeah, we, uh, we had, yeah, Skr yeah, season eight is right in your wheelhouse because, yeah, Skrillex, Skrillex and Gary Newman. So, um, you know, I got a few things to say, but, I mean, you're the Gary Newman expert. Uh, I don't know. But the song's called My Machines. I don't know if we said that. Yes, but, it is My Machines by... What was the... Was it Battles? Was actually... It was the, battles featuring Gary Newman. And that was Gary Newman in the video, Correct. Correct. Okay. I, um, I, the first, to me, the first video was forgettable. I mean, there was a couple good lines, but nothing that was gut busting or, um, but I, I actually really enjoyed that video by battles featuring Gary Newman, a, a guy continually falling down an escalator, like, uh, pretty funny. It kind of takes a little bit of a dark turn. There's a little bit of blood, <laughs> blood in it, but, yeah. um, Gary Newman, man, the, the Pleasure Principle released in 1979, way ahead of its time, still holds up. Check that album out. Uh, start to finish, it's great. Um, but yeah, I enjoy. I not heard that song before either, too. So not only did I enjoy the song, I enjoyed the video. Um, and I don't know if I got much out of Beavis. And they, they enjoyed the video. <laughs> they thought, of, uh, of course, someone tumbling continuously right up their alley. But uh, Good video. I was I was pleased. Uh, you would kind of tease that I'd be excited about that video, and uh, you were not wrong, my friend. I loved I, it. I, I knew Gary Newman was your yeah. The vid. It's kind of one of those. I mean, it, it, it's it's an interesting video. I just kind of like uh like after watching watching a guy fall down an escalator, um, <laughs> and and this is kind of unrelated to the video, but um, really anytime I see an escalator, I think of. Uh, I won't do the joke, but uh, there's a great joke about escalators being out of order by uh, my favorite comedian, Mitch Hedberg. And I always think of that joke and I laugh. And then I remember that Mitch Hedberg's dead. And then I get really depressed. But um, well, listen to the pleasure principle. Oh, OK. And I will say one thing lifted the, with the uh, the O land video, which was mostly on. It's a lot of basically like kind of weird Lady Gaga esque imagery. Mm -hmm. And um, they kind of spun it away. Where I mean, and by the end, she's wearing scantily clad. She's like dressed scantily clad, and they kind of theorize that, like, yeah, this is just one of those weird art chicks that if you tell her her ideas are great, she'll sleep with you, <laughs> and um, you're just kind of that creepy producer thing. And you know, my in roughly 15 seconds of internet research, I didn't find anything, but I just part of me could have envisioned like somebody doing one of those like clickbait horseshit articles like did beavers and butthead predict the me too movement uh, yeah 
but uh, they don't have it. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're a bad clickbait journalist out there, um, yeah, this, this is something for you to potentially look at, but why uh, don't we do that? Heck, well, let's run a site. That's we'll um, call it bad clickbait journalism. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is expanding into a multimedia empire. Yes. 63 Facebook likes and counting. Oh, thank you. What is there some sort of, uh, I think, I believe you called them morons. Is that our fandom's name? That's, hey, um, that's, it's, a, it's a term of affection. It is. Well, the, that, the rat, Clay, we, every week we kind of compare the two. Which was your favorite? I'm going to tell you, Adam, last week with a cow tipping and prank call, you had your, what you called your first upset. I'm going to have mine because I generally, when I lay these out, I have a pretty good idea of which episode I think is best. And like I said, I have a lot of like really pleasant memories attached to die, fly, die. And I still have them. I don't think it's a bad episode, but as far as like, I mean, I do like a comparison, like the best thing about die, fly, die was the hilarious scenes of violence first, you know, with the hammer and the toilet and then hitting him with it and with the shovel. And I mean, the rat has that too. You got the fork and you got the, uh, the amazing elastic ass in the rat trap. And I just like the fact that it kind of takes the story out into the world. I mean, that's not a prerequisite to make a good episode, but I do like just the scope is bigger. And like to my, my surprise, I have to give the edge to the rat. You know, uh, they both have 7.9 out of 10 stars on IMDb. It's a coin flip. I hate to agree with you, but I'm going with the rat as well. Um, based on, I, there's something comforting to me, nostalgic about Beavis and Butthead walking as well. I know that's weird, but they have distinct walks. They do. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> they're walking to Burger World you know, in their uniforms, which is just great. It just is comforting to see. I know that sounds weird, but then uh, I'm going to, what tipped the scales for me was honestly the Gary Newman appearance. I wasn't expecting it. I thought the music videos were better in the, in the rat as well. So, um, but I, I will give an honorable mention to the, the fly line in die fly die. Yeah, it's yeah, they're both solid episodes. I, I I do think of you know the revival season eight, the rat that see the montage that them setting up the trap is definitely the best moment. This might be the best episode all around uh, for that season. But um, well, there we, there you have it. You got info on how to get a hold of us. I do have info to get a hold of that. But before that, oh. I'm going to tease next week's episode. Um, we're you know, you talked about, you know, this show can get kind of dark at times. We're going to take, I think, a very dark turn, about as dark a turn as you can take with this show next week. Our connecting theme is uh, episodes where we discover Beavis literally wants to murder Butthead. Um, it's, we're going to start with the episode Close Encounters and then go into what I think might be the darkest episode I've ever seen called uh, Murder Site. Um, I think there's some really fun interesting things to dive into again we don't come with that boring shit on this podcast it's a uh, it's nothing but interesting topics but um so that's what we got to look forward to but if you want to get in touch with us in the meantime you can reach us via facebook 
at Buffcoat and Beaver Pod. Join the ever-increasing movement that now, as of this recording, has over five dozen followers. <laughs> or you can email us at buffcoatandbeaverpod at gmail.com. That address, as of now, has received exactly zero inquiries. So if you're hearing this, you could be the first. Uh, but And uh, maybe the last. Oh, absolutely. I... <laughs> You know, I like to be pessimistic, but, uh, you know, I just, I, I think our natural charm is just going to blow people away. All right. I, I will second that notion. And then I'll just play the dude. So long, everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs>